Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. today thank you thank you thank you oh isn't it good to be here isn't it wonderful to be here together I love being in the presence of God I love being with the family of God it is such a blessing amen amen God does good things when we gather together I think it's a special time for him too I reckon it blesses his heart We have family dinner once a week. I know we have families here who do family dinners. We have family dinner where all of us gather together and we're in different directions and our kids are big now. So we have family dinner. It's my favorite night of the week. I love it. I just wonder if mornings like this are God's favorites. He gets us all together in the same place gets to pour out his love and his presence and we get to love on him. So special, amen. I, um, I just want to thank our worship team this morning. They are absolutely, can we bless them? Yeah. Thank you for leading us into God's presence every single week. Thank you for the sacrifices you make and thank you for pressing through and for leading us with integrity and purity of heart. We are so blessed. We love you, Christiane, our beautiful worship pastor, and Jared. (laughs) We love you guys. That last song always gets me. The enemy can't take what I have. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I was listening to T.D. Jakes this week. And he was saying, he was speaking on prayer and he was speaking on the power of prayer and the authority that we have. And he was saying, when a woman prays, when a mother prays, she don't just pray, she goes to war. She puts on her boots, she gets out her sword, she starts doing crazy things like anointing the house. And you see the front door open, and she's telling the enemy, you can't have my family, (laughs) you can't have my kids, you can't have... I like it. (laughs) Sometimes we need to go to war. There are seasons and times for everything, amen? Sometimes there's a season to lie down and rest and receive. Sometimes there's a season to stand up and pick up our swords and say... Enemy, you can't have this. This belongs to Jesus, and he will have his way. We were at family dinner this last week, and one of our kids, who's much bigger and taller than I am now, we were chatting about different things, and it just came up in conversation, and we were talking about um, just things that God had done, and he said, oh, yeah, by the way, I found those Bible verses you stuck under my mattress, (laughs) Mum. Oh, (laughs) and he said, and I gathered them all up and I read them and I've kept them and I've placed them right under my pillow, under my bed. It was everything within me not to burst into tears and just go, thank you, Jesus. 
Sometimes we do crazy things, <laughs> but I think God loves it. He loves it. Oh, he loves it. Well, I want to pray, and then I'm excited to share this morning. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are such a good Father all the time, in every season, in every situation, that your faithfulness remains the same, your love remains the same, your goodness and your grace cover us and overshadow us. And we thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being yours. We thank you for the privilege of walking this earth with you. And we ask this morning, Lord, that you would come by your spirit, that you would come and that you would fill us, that you would speak to us, that you would minister to us this morning, Lord. We ask that you would meet us exactly where we need you this morning. We thank you that you know us inside out and upside down. You know every detail of our lives and you care about every detail. Even every hair on our head you care about. We thank you, Lord. And Lord, we invite you to fall afresh on us today. That you would come and do what only you can do in us. In this place. For your glory. In Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Amen. Ah. A couple of weeks ago, we had our week of prayer and worship, and we just came every night, and we put the worship music on, and we worshiped, and we walked, and we prayed, and we laid down, and we called out to the Lord, and it was such a special week and such a special time, and we're excited to actually do more of that, so we'll announce that um, soon as well. But one of the nights um, when we were worshiping, I was worshipping around the place and, and toward the end I just ended up laying down and just laying in God's presence and just loving on Him and thanking Him and just resting. And as I was laying there, I heard the Lord speak a few words and He just said to me, He started speaking about the waiting room. And I went, oh, the waiting room. And immediately my mind goes to Isaiah 40. We know Isaiah 40. We love Isaiah 40. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not go weary. They shall walk and not be faint. This is what happens when we wait upon the Lord. And I began asking the Lord about the waiting room. And straight away, when I picture a waiting room, I don't know about you, I picture a room where Everyone's sitting there waiting to, to go in and see the, whether it's the doctor or we have orthodontist appointments, so it's the orthodontist or the dentist, and it's a very quiet room, and at the moment the chairs are all spread out, and no one really looks up too often, we're all sort of, everyone's in their own little space, just waiting, quietly waiting, and I'm like, Lord, what do you see when you see a waiting room? Because a waiting room for us is often a place where we're sort of hanging in between two spaces. I know when my kids were little, they didn't much like waiting. If they wanted something, they wanted it now. Especially in the, the younger years and supermarkets were the hardest place because there's lollies and chocolate everywhere, isn't there, Natalia? Everywhere. And you're walking past and, and sometimes, you know, for kids it's hard because I want it and I want it now. Waiting is hard. Sometimes as adults we go through similar things. Lord, we're praying, we're praying and praying. We really want this now, God. And I've been asking the Lord on a few things and, and just this week I said, Lord, 
I've been praying, I've been praying and contending for this breakthrough. When, Lord? When, Lord? And he said to me very clearly, he said, I'm not done yet. Sometimes he's working in ways that we cannot see and he's moving in ways that we cannot comprehend and understand and he's planning and preparing and and doing things in us in the process that can only be done in that season and in that place. And as much as he wants to give us the thing we're asking for, there's a season of waiting until it comes. So I asked the Lord about the waiting room. And he said, this is no ordinary waiting room. This is a Holy Spirit waiting room. And I heard him say to me, because my eyes were stuck on the waiting rooms that we have here, you know, just the sitting quietly and some people are reading a magazine or maybe there's quiet music in the background and I'm like, Lord, I want to see the kind of waiting room you're talking about. And immediately I saw in this waiting room, this waiting room, even though it was a room of waiting, it was not a room of nothing happening. God was doing things in this place, powerful things in this place. And it shocked me and hit my heart that in the waiting, there are things happening beyond what we can comprehend or see or understand. He is preparing us in the waiting. He is speaking to us in the waiting. He is healing and restoring us in the waiting. And when I looked and saw, I I saw this waiting room, I saw people with chains falling off. (laughs) I saw people resting in the presence of the Lord and being restored and refreshed. I saw Psalm 23 just rolling like the green hills and the still water. He leads me beside the still water and he restores my soul. I saw supernatural things happen in the waiting room. Sometimes when we're in a place of waiting, it's hard. Amen. (laughs) Sometimes we can't see the next step ahead and we can't understand what's going on. But he has purpose in the waiting. He has a plan in the waiting. And only he can see what's coming. Amen. And sometimes he needs to do in us what needs to be done in us for the next season before we can move on. And I know that the world that we're living in today and the uncertainties that we faced and the things that we are still facing now more than ever, we want the Lord to be doing in us all that he needs to do. Amen. We want him to be preparing us. We want him to be restoring us and refreshing us. When, um, when I've been walking through seasons of waiting, and I've been through some big ones. For those of you who know, you know us a little bit. We've been through a few things. And in those seasons, they can either be really hard or they can be really glorious. And some of that has to do with the way we see. In the seasons of waiting for me, I battled a lot with unanswered prayer and the Lord not coming through as fast as I would have liked. And and I struggled with a lot of things. But what I realized is in that waiting time, the Lord was bringing things to the surface in my life that he wanted to breathe on and that he wanted to minister to and he wanted to set me free from. And he led me to that place of quietness. And he led me to that place of waiting, sometimes against our own will, amen? (laughs) 
Sometimes he has to stop us in our tracks to get our attention to speak into our life. Because we are so used to being busy, 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 that sometimes he just wants time with us. And he sees us and he hears the cry of our heart and he knows the prayers that we pray and he hears our longing. But to move us into the place that we're asking him to move us into and to open the doors that he wants to for us, sometimes he has to do something in us first. So I know for me, in times of waiting, the Lord has really brought things to the surface in my heart. Some wonderful things some hard things, some things that I knew that the Lord needed to work on in me before I could step into the next season, before I could step through those next doors. And I felt the Lord say in this waiting room season for some of us that he is working in us in the secret place, in the hidden place, in our hearts, and he is doing an incredible work. And I really believe that there is healing taking place in this waiting season. If you find yourself in a place of waiting, if you find yourself in a place of wondering what's coming next or how is this mountain going to move or when is this breakthrough coming, whatever it is you're waiting for, I encourage you, use this time to sit before the Lord and ask him, Lord, what is it that you want to do in me before you can lead me to what it is I'm asking you for? And he'll tell you he's faithful. Just like that beautiful song we sung this morning, he's not that hard to find. (laughs) He's really not. He's really closer than we know. I was reading in Hebrews this week about the Israelites and about how the Lord was leading them into the promised land and, and how the desire of the heart of the Lord was to let them enter his rest. In Hebrews 4. He was wanting to lead them into the promised land that they would enter my rest, says the Lord. But because of their unbelief, they did not enter. It takes a little faith, just a little, little bit of faith, like the size of a mustard seed. It takes a little bit of faith, but that little bit of faith gives us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to comprehend that he is more glorious and more wonderful and more present and more with us and for us and providing for us and working for us, fighting for us, standing with us, covering us, defending us, speaking life over us, singing over us, dancing over us, surrounding us. And when we get that tiny little bit of faith to believe, we can see what we cannot see in the ordinary. We begin to see in the spirit that he is so with us and he is so good and he is so for us all the time. We are so blessed. So in this waiting room, seasons for me, and we go through different seasons of life, Some seasons are waiting seasons. Some seasons are breakthrough seasons. And it's wonderful because in a family and in a community, we're all in different places all at the same time. And it's amazing because we can encourage one another. Someone may have walked through exactly what we're walking through now. And the keys and the treasure that they've gleaned in that season are such a blessing, aren't they? That's the blessing of community and family to come together and to gather around one another. We need each other. We really do. 
And in times like this, more than ever, to stand together with those who love you, who see the best in you, who've got your back, who believe in you when you don't believe in yourself and bring out the gold in you. This is kingdom family. This is what the Father desired when he created Adam and Eve. Kingdom family. We are so blessed to be part of kingdom family. And it is such a treasure. And it's one of those things that's worth putting on your boots for and picking up your sword and fighting for. Amen. (laughs) Jesus gave his life for us. He gave his life for the Father. He gave his life for kingdom family. He gave his life for the bride. We were worth fighting for. We were worth his blood. (laughs) So in this waiting room season, God is doing things in us, big things in us, preparing us. At home, we live on a bit of property and we, we love the farm. We love nature. We love creation. One of the things, <laughs> one of the things when we first stepped foot onto our little farm that struck me, we, we got out the car. It was Marty and I. We drove up. We opened the car doors. It was a warm summer day and I stepped outside and took a big breath and I could smell sheep poo. <laughs> but do you know what for me I had the happiest memories growing up. My mum and dad are in the back. Love you with all my heart. We would go to my grandparents' farm for Easter and other times throughout the year. And when we opened that door and we stepped onto that little property and I smelled sheep poo, it reminded me of those happy childhood memories at the farm <laughs> with all the sheep and, and the, the grass and the paddocks. And, the, and immediately my heart felt, this is home. My heart said, this is home. <laughs> so we have a property and yes, we have sheep. And, you know, we have sheep poo. So we have a lovely garden that my husband is amazing in and he grows all sorts of things. We've got sweet corn at the moment. We've got carrots and zucchinis and tomatoes. If you would like any, come and see us. We will happily bless you. But I grow things inside. I grow some microgreens and sprouts. So I've been talking with my beautiful friend about microgreens and you get little trays of soil and you put your seeds and you grow these microgreens and they're just powerhouses of nutrients for your body. One thing I have learned when you're planting things is you need to have good soil in order for something to grow. I tried growing my wheatgrass the other week and I put my soil in the tray and this soil had been sitting around for a little while and it was a little bit more dried out than usual. Normally my soil is nice and moist and ready to go and and I was in a bit of a rush. I'm like, that's all right, I'll put it on. I sprayed it down just lightly. But because the soil was so dry underneath those seeds, those seeds literally did not take for over double the amount of time than when the soil was nice and moist. And I learnt a lesson that day. Obviously, prepare your soil. But I learnt that if I am planting something, then the soil that I'm planting, and it makes a big difference to how fast that plant grows. If that's the same in the natural then that's going to be the same in the spirit, amen? 
If we want to see things grow in our life, if God's speaking things into our life, if he's planting promises in our heart, if he's doing things within us, they are going to grow much faster when we water those things in his word and with worship and in his presence and in community. Because soil that is ready and soil that is well watered and soil that is well prepared grows an incredible harvest. Soil that is rushed and soil that is dry and soil that is not quite ready to be planted in, let me tell you, does not produce a wonderful harvest. We got there in the end, but it took a very long time. (laughs) So in this season of waiting, we have an opportunity to let God do something in our hearts and in our lives. But the one thing that we can do that will speed up the process is say, yes, Lord, and cooperate with him and to, to let him water those seeds. I've been in waiting seasons before where I've been stuck in the why. (laughs) Why am I here, God? Why am I walking through this, God? This is really hard. Why me, God? And those questions are real and God cares about them. And do you know what I learned? God can catch those questions as fast as I can throw them and it doesn't faze him. He's big and he's strong and he cares And he wants me to ask those questions because he's the only one who can answer them. Amen. So he can handle those questions. But when I get stuck in that place, when I get stuck in the why, when I get stuck in the disappointment, when I get stuck in the hurt or the pain, it can take a very long time for what God wants to do in me and through me because I'm stuck. And maybe the soil of my heart gets a little bit dried out. So I want to encourage us in this season, let God water your heart. Let God speak to your heart. Let God fill your heart with his spirit and his presence because whatever he's doing in you is going to happen a lot faster in that place. But I really believe that God is doing powerful things in the waiting. Whenever God prepares something, he's not phased by waiting. We've learned that in, in growing fruit and vegetables on the farm. We planted fruit trees a couple of years ago. We have fig trees. Figs are the best. Do you like figs? Does anyone here in the house like figs? Give me a... I love you with all my heart. We are fig family people. I love figs. I literally had figs for breakfast and I'm standing in the kitchen like, Jesus, I think I'm in heaven right now. This is glorious, absolutely beautifully glorious. Fruit for me is just literally a gift straight from heaven, <laughs> grown by the Lord himself. <laughs> but we have a couple of fig trees and after two or maybe three years, we now have three tiny baby figs. <laughs> I'm so happy. We've put a net over them and everything just for these three figs because I'm, I'm praying and hoping that they, they grow. But They will come in the years to come. But things take time, don't they? God's not phased by waiting. He actually isn't isn't phased by it at all. It's often us in this fast-paced, supercharged world we're living in with high-level distractions at every second and multiple screens going on. We are the ones who have probably become less accustomed to waiting than what the Lord originally designed and created. I know for me, we, Marty and I have read a lot of books on past revivals and we've read a lot of books on men and women who have sought the Lord for revival and who have sought the Lord for a great outpouring of the Spirit. And one of the words you often 
read in these books is tarrying. Who has heard the word tarrying before? Give me a wave if you've heard the word tarrying. So tarrying is a word that men and women quite a number of years ago used to use when they would try and describe um, they would tarry on the Lord. They would wait upon the Lord. They would wait upon the Lord for his glory and his presence to fall. And it was a mark of past moves of the Spirit and of revival that they would come and they would tarry in his presence. They wouldn't rush off. They had nowhere better to go but to wait on him. And they became so in tune with waiting upon the Lord that he would be there before they even came in. Waiting upon the Lord. There's one of my favorite books that I love and it's by Brother Lawrence and... He was well known. He joined the monastery and he was well known for a man who carried the presence of God. And he would peel the potatoes in the kitchen and the presence of God would be just as thick upon him then while he was peeling potatoes as it would be if he were at the altar. And people came from miles and miles just to stand near him and have a conversation with him. And his book, the book that I love and that I'm reading again at the moment, is called Practicing the Presence of God. (laughs) Practicing the Presence of God. Intimacy with the Lord. Waiting upon Him. Giving Him our full attention. The full focus of our heart. It's so easy to be distracted these days. More easy than ever before. We have instant stimulation at our fingertips 24-7. And I just wonder sometimes what it would be like if we were to just slip back into that place of letting go of some of those things and relearning again how to wait upon the Lord, how to wait upon his presence, how to linger upon him, how to come to a place where he is more important than the distractions, and he is more important than the things that are happening, and he's worthy of my attention, he's worthy of my affection, he's worthy of my time. I believe that when the Lord said to the Israelites about leading them into his rest, that they would enter his rest, that that's exactly what he was talking about, that we would come into a place where his presence would be so strong on our lives that we would walk in his presence, which brings great rest, that it would not be by might nor by power nor by striving nor by trying nor by all our efforts under the sun, but it would be by his spirit, by his spirit. There is such a, a shift in that whole concept because to be honest a lot of us are programmed to do and a lot of us are programmed to be doing something one of the things that we often even just say in normally around the house is like what are you doing today what have you got on today what are you doing this afternoon what are you doing tomorrow what are you doing this week (laughs) what if God's purpose for us in this waiting room was to teach us again how to wait upon him God's doing something really special right now, isn't he? 
He's stirring something really special. We've been sensing it week after week after week. He is stirring fresh hunger. He is awakening his people. He is breathing on his sons and daughters. He is stirring something in the, in the spirit and something special is really coming. And I really believe that this invitation to this waiting room is, is a double-fold blessing in the sense that he's bringing us to a place where he's going to restore us and refresh us and heal us and breathe upon our lives and prepare us for all that he has ahead. But he's teaching us how to come into a place and to wait upon him. There's a quote by Brother Lawrence, and you can look it up. He has quite a few quotes, and, and I love reading. I just love reading and learning from things that men and women have done in the past because it's inspiring to me. And this quote says, I cannot imagine how religious persons can live satisfied without the practice of waiting upon the presence of God. For my part, I keep myself retired with him in the depth of the center of my being as much as I can. And while I am so with him, I fear nothing. But the least turning from him is insupportable. The practice of his presence, the practice of waiting, the practice of coming and sitting and gazing upon him and positioning ourselves to listen and receive and to be waiting on the Lord. We've tasted and we've seen. We've experienced incredible things of the Lord, haven't we? We are so blessed. We are so incredibly blessed. If we could comprehend how blessed we are, we would be overflowing every day with gratitude. We are so blessed. To come and to receive from him and to be with him is nothing short of a miracle to meet face to face and heart with heart with the king. Waiting on the Lord, season of waiting. We're really blessed to know in this house and in this family a lot of incredible leaders around the world. And it's a blessing to be part of global kingdom family. That's something that Marty and I are always incredibly encouraged by, to see what God's doing in other leaders, to see what God's doing around the world. And, you know, we are part of one big family. We are part of one big church. We are part of one body of Christ. We might meet in many different places. We might have different expressions, but we are his family here on earth. And some of the people that we are just so blessed to have known for decades is John and Carolina and Kate and Duncan Smith from Toronto. And the blessing that we've received from them has been phenomenal. Incredible revelation on the Father's love. Incredible revelation on healing. Incredible revelation on carrying the manifest presence of the Lord. And Caroline is one of those people for me that I look at and I listen and I literally am just, I am speechless. I just, I just become completely undone. She carries the manifest presence of God and the anointing. It just drips off her when she walks and when she talks and I'm just undone. You know people like that that you can watch and you can listen to and you can be around and you just know they've been with Jesus. You know they've been in the presence of the Lord. 
you know they've been in the throne room. You just know that they are carrying the Holy Spirit. And she is one of those people that I listen to and I I literally have to lie down somewhere while I'm listening because I'm just completely undone. And she speaks about soaking times with the Lord. She speaks a lot about soaking in his presence. It's one of the heart revelations that the Lord released through the incredible outpouring of the Spirit in their lives about daily coming and soaking in the presence of the Lord. And soaking is very different to to reading the Bible. It's very different to actively praying. There's a time to put on those boots and pick up that sword and contend and fight in the Spirit. There is a time. But there's also a time to soak and receive And soaking is their description of waiting upon the Lord. So Carol describes it in a way that she comes and she stills her heart and she stills her mind and she comes before the Lord. And in that place of stillness, she begins to tune in to the flow of the Holy Spirit. And as she just begins to tune in and love on Jesus, just begin to worship him, She begins to ask him, Lord, show me what you want me to see. Lord, speak to me and let me hear what you want to say to me in this moment. That's intimacy with the Lord. That's soaking in his presence. And she might be there for hours at a time, just soaking and laying in his presence, just listening and receiving and loving on Jesus. But something powerful happens when we allow ourselves to step into that place. So I really feel from the Lord that, that it is such an encouragement in this time and in this season that if we find ourselves in a waiting season, if we're in a, a waiting room or a waiting space, God is doing things powerfully and, and God is calling us. I really believe with all my heart God is calling us into deeper places. I really believe with my whole heart he is calling us to come higher and to go further than we've done before. There's an invitation right now in this season. And do you know what? If you don't know what that looks like and if you don't know what that means for you, if you don't even know how to do that, the best prayer you can pray is, Lord, help me. Lord, I need you. Lord, show me. Lord, guide me. This is my language every single day of the week. Lord, I need you. I don't know how to do this, Jesus, but you do. Come, show me. I don't know how to take the next step, Lord, but you already know the next step, Lord. Lead me. Lord, I don't know what to say in this. Lord, I don't even know how to pray sometimes. Lord, come and pray in me and through me. Lead me, guide me. A constant conversation (laughs) with the Father. Constant conversation with him. Oh, and he comes. He really comes. So, I really feel in this season, make the most of the season that you're in. Make the most of this opportunity. Make the most of the waiting. Make the most of whatever the Lord wants to do in your life and in your heart. Because what's coming, you're going to need what he's giving you in this season. There are keys in this season. There are things in this season that he's giving you that are very significant for this coming season. Amen? So why don't you stand with me this morning? I'm going to invite the worship team to come up.
Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, that you see us and that you know us. Lord, we thank you that you care about every detail in us. Lord, we thank you that your love for us and your love for your people is stronger than we could ever comprehend or understand. And Father, we thank you that you are working right now all things together for good. We thank you that you are doing things beyond what we could see or comprehend or understand. And Father, we ask you this morning, we ask you in this place, we ask you wherever we find ourselves today, Lord, we ask right now that you would meet us and that you would breathe fresh upon us. Father, we ask that you would teach us again how to wait upon you. We ask you, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would lead us by your Spirit. Father, even now, come and do what you want to do, Lord. Come and do what you want to do in us. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you that you're here right now. Father, I pray that we would become so comfortable in your presence and so comfortable in waiting on you. That you would teach us as you taught Brother Lawrence what it is to practice waiting on your presence waiting upon you, Lord, to come, to be with us, to fill us, speak to us. That you would be our greatest desire, our greatest longing. That all the other things, Lord, that we do and all the stuff that's going on, Lord, would become quiet and still and would fade away in comparison with you. In comparison with your beauty and your glory, your presence. We want your presence, Lord. We want you, Father. We want you, Jesus. Above all else, we want you. Help us to not be afraid of the waiting seasons. To not be scared of the quiet. But to know that you're with us. 
more than we could hope or dream, closer than a breath. Open our eyes, Lord, and our hearts, our spirits to receive from you. Take us, lead us, guide us. Fill us. Prepare us, Lord. Do in us all that you want to do in us. That we would carry your glory, carry your love, your presence. Like never before. Father, breathe on your people, I pray. Breathe. Breathe your spirit life. Breathe, Lord. So much more. You have so much more. You have so much more. Oh, Jesus, lead us to the heart of our Father. Lead us into your presence. Lead us into the Holy of Holies where the angels fall around your throne crying, Holy, Holy, Holy. Lead us by your Spirit. Take us, Lord, deeper than we've ever been before. And teach us how to wait on you. Teach us. Lead us. Guide us. taste of you, the more we hunger for you, the more we drink of you, the thirstier we become for so much more of you. Oh, Jesus, awaken, awaken our hearts, awaken our spirits. Shaba, kiatura basiatea paposura. Awaken. Awaken our spirit. Awaken. Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the treasure that's found with you. The beauty of knowing you, the beauty of walking with you and talking with you, the joy of knowing you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Asura basia dera basato rabasia santo, rasia rabasuto rabakia rabasanto. Yeah. Yeah, Lord. Father, in this place of your presence, Lord, we just want to thank you for all that you're doing, Lord. We want to thank you for your goodness and your grace and your kindness for us always, your overflowing mercy, your love that surpasses, surpasses our wildest dreams. You love us. 
You love us. You love us. You love us. You're for us. You're with us. You're all around us, constantly whispering life into us. And Father, for those of us today who are walking through valleys, walking through trials, walking through dark places, Father, I just ask right now for your supernatural touch right now, right now in Jesus' name. Father, I ask for heaven to come like a lightning bolt right now, to reach from the very throne of grace into every hungry heart who is seeking your face for breakthrough, for supernatural healing, for supernatural release. Father, now in Jesus' name we pray, come, come with your power, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. For those who need breakthrough in families, Lord, those who are praying for loved ones, for those who are praying for supernatural financial breakthrough, Father. And Father, for those who need physical healing this morning, I ask for your supernatural healing oil to flow down. Shaka. From the tops of every head right down to the toes, Lord, I just pray your healing oil right now. Supernatural healing oil. Jesus, you're here, Lord. You're here in this room. And you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your heart for us is the same. Lord, your healing anointing is the same. Your supernatural power is the same. Lord, you have not changed. You have not forgotten. You have not pulled back, Lord. You are as close to us and as near to us and as dear to us as you ever have been, no matter what we're going through. And Father, we ask now with one heart and with one voice for those who need healing in this place this morning, Lord, release right now in Jesus' name supernatural healing oil now in Jesus' name. Through every back that has back pain, pain go in Jesus' name. Through joint inflammation, pain, heat, inflammation, swelling, go in Jesus' name. Sickness, viruses and diseases, we speak over you in the mighty name of Jesus. You must bow to the name of Jesus. We take authority over you. We break your power and we command you, go in the mighty name of Jesus. Hey. We speak to eye conditions this morning. Eye pain, cataracts, loss of vision. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Ears open. Ear pain, go in Jesus' name. Stomach conditions, digestive conditions, indigestion, heartburn, inflammation. We speak to digestive issues now in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we ask that you would release your healing oil through every digestive system that needs healing now in Jesus' name. Lung conditions, be healed in Jesus' name. Breathe deeply of the breath of heaven. Shabba. Fatigue, go in Jesus' name. 
Father, we thank you that you are faithful. We thank you that you are more powerful than we could know or comprehend. And we thank you that you are holding us in the palm of your hand. And we thank you for the very power of your Holy Spirit in us right now. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in us right now. So, Lord, we thank you and we receive your healing. We receive your breakthrough. We receive your goodness, your refreshing and your grace. And Father, right now, I just pray as we get ready to head off today and head into another week. Father, I pray supernatural empowering in the name of Jesus. Supernatural empowering spirit to spirit and heart to heart, that we would walk out this door empowered by your spirit to walk into this week filled with your grace, filled with your love, filled with your peace, empowered by you to step into this week carrying the authority of your kingdom in Jesus' name. Father, I decree your authority over us right now and I decree your supernatural strength over every heart and soul in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we bless, we bless all that you're doing. We thank you for all that you're doing. We praise you for all that you're doing. We bless this week ahead. We bless what you're doing with us in the waiting season. We bless what you're doing with us in stirring our hearts to know you in a deeper way. And we say, thank you, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus, and have your way in us. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven for your glory. And Father, we celebrate you, we praise you, we ask this week would be filled with worship and joy and the very atmosphere of heaven. In Jesus' beautiful name, in Jesus' beautiful name, we give you all the praise, Lord, and all the glory. And we thank you, Lord, for the testimonies that are coming this week of your goodness, the testimonies that are coming this week of your breakthrough of salvations and of healings. We thank you for the testimonies that are being released from heaven right now. We thank you for your angels that are being released into homes and into families. We thank you for healing, ministering angels this week too, Father. We thank you for the good things that you are doing and for the good testimonies that we are getting ready to hear and receive. We thank you, Lord for all that you're doing, for all that you are, and for all that is yet to come. In Jesus' beautiful name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 He's good. Amen. He's so good. Well, we pray that you have an amazing week this week and that you would go filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. God has good things in store for you and we're excited for what He's doing and for what is yet to come. And I want to encourage you, spend some time this week waiting on the Lord. Spend some time getting comfortable in His presence, amen? Good things are coming. Be blessed. Have an amazing week and we look forward to seeing you next Sunday, amen.